Welcome back to Daf HaShavua. This week we have the pleasure uh, of moving forward uh, on our journey through Mesech Sivamos, learning Daf Nun Ches uh, in the middle of the Parakabal Yevimto, uh, and a very complicated Daf that we have uh, that we have ahead of us, and we'll do our best to uh, elaborate a little bit on some of the concepts that our Gemara presents to us, uh, as well as hopefully uh, add a few ideas as we uh, as we make our way through the Daf. The entire conversation on Daphne and Ches revolves around what is the effect of a chuppah that is not in the context of Kedushin. So we have a man who's usher to the woman who he's about to, uh, who he's about to um, get into a relationship with, and he's, uh, he's usher to this woman. So does a maisa chuppah, does walking to the chuppah together uh, and having this chuppah with this, uh, with this individual make this woman psula for future mitzvahs? So before we even go into that conversation, what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to define what chuppah is, um, and we're going to have to try to understand um, uh, what this first step in the process of marriage actually uh, refers to. So we know that Kedushin, based on the Mishnah in uh, Mesechta's Kedushin, at the beginning of the Mesechta, so Kedushin uh, is uh, in effect with what we refer to as Kesef, um, uh, uh, silver, money, star, uh, a document, and Bia, the husband and wife, going and being together. But what is the way in which we define the concept of the word chuppah. So the Shulchan Aruch in Evan Ezer, Simon Nun Hey, quotes the Rambam, and the Rambam says that a Rusa cannot be with her, uh, an Arusa, a woman who goes through Arusin, cannot be with her husband, even though there is already uh, Arusin. Right? They did this Arusin, they did the first step in the process, but real chuppah is what we refer to as Yichud, that's right, Labia. The Ramah comes along, and the Ramah writes, that chuppah isn't yichud, but it's rather what we refer to as knisa lirishuscha. That when the husband, uh, when the man brings the woman into his rishus, into his domain, into his property, so that is, uh, that's when uh, when this goes into effect, when he brings the kala into his home, uh, and that's actually one of the reasons that the chassan goes down to the chuppah first. So the chassan goes and establishes the chuppah as the symbolic home, and that's referred to as um as uh, as chuppah. So there's another opinion that's also brought down there in Shulchan Aruch that it's spreading some sort of cloth on top of the uh, the heads of the chassan and kala when the brachos are made. Uh, another opinion is that when a woman goes out with her hair covered and there's some sort of public designation uh, of these two men and women being a bride and groom, uh, but all sorts of conversations as to what it is that chuppah is, and we try to be machmir for all of these shitos, whether it's padekin or like yichud that's or and the like. So. In defining chuppah, our Gemara picks up with the machlokas we left off with regarding this concept of yesh chuppah lepsulos or ein chuppah lepsulos. And we discussed the uh, the uh, machlokas that we saw last week in the Rambam. So Rav comes along and Rav says, the yesh chuppah lepsulos, and therefore a chuppah for an invalid marriage is going to disqualify her from eating truma and disqualify her from doing future mitzvos. Where Shmuel holds that chuppah alone is not going to disqualify her from eating truma. There needs to be something else. There needs to be another step in the process over here. So the Gemara goes on to break down this machlokis to Nam and Shmuel in other areas of halacha and how this machlokis is going to play out in terms of yesh chopa lepsulos or ein chopa lepsulos. The Gemara then presents uh, support of Rav uh, and his sheet of yesh chopa lepsulos and the halacha is that a woman is considered to be a sota. The Sukkim and Parshas Nasa describe the fact that after what we refer to as kinoyin stira, when a woman is 
uh, warned and then goes ahead and she secludes herself. So uh, she's considered to be a sota. And when her husband warned her not to go ahead and be secluded with another man, if she is uh, in seclusion, so she's overanister. She's in violation and transgression of a prohibition. And if there are witnesses that they were secluded together, she's brought to Beisden, where she has to attest under oath that she didn't transgress the Ishter of Ashish Ish. She didn't uh, effectively cheat on her husband. And she subsequently has to go ahead and drink the May Sota, which is going to either prove her guilt or prove her innocence. The Mishnah says that she attests that she didn't transgress while she was in Arusa, that after the first uh, step in the process of marriage that she didn't uh, that she didn't uh, 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 violate being doing kinoi and stira. She didn't violate being in seclusion with this man, um, and um, uh, uh, that they had kedushin. Uh, that they had kedushin, um, and um, uh, and she was awaiting yibum. Right. So the 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 concept of yibum comes up over here, where we have this woman again who. Um, she underwent this first part of uh, this, this first part of uh, of uh, of the marriage process, this part of Averson, but she didn't undergo this second part of uh, of Yibum. She's referred to as a Shomeris Yavum. So the Gemara tries to figure out what's the case uh, when she was in Arusa. What was going on? What was the Metzias? What was the reality of such a scenario? And ultimately concludes and says that it must be referring to a case where she was warned and secluded while she was in Arusa, and then she performed chuppah without having a bia that uh, that took place. So there was chuppah. There was no bia for one reason or another, and um, and, and and that's the situation of Arusa that we are uh, that we are uh, that we are discussing over here. And this price that supports Rav that a chuppah that precedes a prohibited bia is considered to be a legitimate chuppah. This concept of yesh chuppah lipsulos. So the Gemara continues to discuss the machlokes in the Mishnah, whereas Rabbi Meir holds that a mishtameris libia psula that a woman who is uh, waiting for a um, an illicit relationship, a physical relationship uh, with a uh, with uh, someone who's uh, puzzled to her, somebody who she can't get married to. So the Arisa that on a biblical level she cannot eat shuma, whereas Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Shimon hold that someone that's mishtameris libia is the Arisa uh, uh, someone that's waiting to get into this marriage um, that is. Uh, that's a marriage that's puzzle. So according to the strict letter of the law, according to the biblical restrictions on her, she would be allowed to go ahead and to eat uh, and to eat uh, and to eat truma and to do other things that are reliant on that. So we have a case that the Gemara presents over here that if one brother uh, gives what's called mamar to a Yuvama, we'll explain what that concept is in a second, but we have a brother that gives mamar to Yuvama. He, um, he, 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 uh, speaks and in some sort of um, uh, oral way he um, he acquires he's Kona this Yavama so even her mayor agrees that she continues to eat Truma through her father it's not going to be considered to be a full-fledged relationship over here although she's not allowed to perform even with the other brothers she's not considered to be Mishtameris Labiapsula anticipating a prohibited Bia because the Bias Isser of the other brothers uh, is only um um uh, 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 is only an Isser Dirabanan, but if one of the older brother, the, one of the other brothers rather, is an illegitimate Kohen, he's a Kohen Psula, so even Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Eliezer agree that she's going to be disqualified from eating Truma because she anticipates a Bia, which will disqualify her Mid Oraisa. Again, um, 
what role and at what point uh, is her entering into a marriage with somebody that she's not allowed to be in a marriage with going to possible her from fulfilling future mitzvahs? So this concept of mamar, of using words to move forward uh, to establish a relationship, is a machlokis that we saw in Dav Chavtes. And the question, uh, the question surrounding whether or not mamar is a concept that's the oraisa or a concept that's the rabbana. So uh, when I do mamar, when I go ahead and and and, and orally. Um, suggest that we are going to be husband and wife. So is that going to be considered to be a full Kenyan, a full uh, acquisition uh, of this uh, of this woman or not? So Beishamai say, it's only going to be what's called a Kenyan de Rabbanan. And Beishamai say, no, Mamar is a Kenyan de Oraisa. It's a full-fledged Kenyan. According to Beishamai, a Yavama who gets Mamar is no longer a Shomeris Yavam, but a full-fledged Nisua of the Yavam. So according to Beishamai, uh, if Mamar is performed, if this first stage of um, uh, uh, marriage is performed uh, simply with just going ahead and saying, are you going to be my uh, my spouse? So that already uh, is going to possible this uh, possible this uh, this woman from any previous relationship. She is no longer going to be allowed to be uh, involved with any other man. She's no longer a what we refer to as a Shomeris Yavim. She's a full-fledged Nisua of the Yavim. We've spoken a lot on the Daf about the concept of this uh, this Shomeris Yavim, a woman who's waiting uh, to do Yibam with uh, with a uh, with a man, and uh, she fell to Yibam a little while ago, and then uh, she's taken uh, ultimately in Yibam. So the woman swears that not only did she not commit uh, adultery after. Uh, the Yibam, but also that she didn't commit adultery awaiting the Yibam while she was referred to as a Shomeris Yavam. So with regards to the Mesota, the waters that the suspected woman drinks to determine guilt or innocence, so these waters are going to be uh, are going to be able to test for any form of Giloyarayos, any form of illicit behavior after doing the Yibam, the Yibam rather, or even as a Shomeris Yavam. She can drink these waters should she be suspected before she goes ahead and does the Yibam when she's a Shomeris Yavim, she's awaiting Yibim, and those waters are going to prove her guilt or prove her innocence, right? So should she be in violation of being with another man while awaiting Yibim, she isn't going to be Chayav Eskaris or Misa, as usual, for being an adulteress, rather simple Malkos, because there is a uh, uh, a relatively vague form of uh, relationship over here, and, um, and uh, therefore she's not going to be uh, in full violation of uh, illicit behavior, and being Mikhaiv her Karis, but rather going to be Mikhaiv her Malkos. But she will become Usser to the Yavam. So just like a situation in which a married woman is with another uh, another man, she's forbidden to her husband, so too a woman awaiting Yibam becomes a Surah to her Yavam, which is why the rules about the Sota waters uh, are going to cover her as well, which basically means that at any point uh, in uh, her being in a relationship, in her awaiting a marriage taking place, in her uh, uh, um, process of uh, marrying somebody else, if at any point she would go ahead and be suspected of what we referred to earlier in the Gemara, of Kinoi and Stira, the two um, the two conditions to be considered to be a sota. If at any of those points she would drink the mesota, so regardless of whether or not the marriage was totally fully consummated, um, would uh, w- wouldn't matter. As long as the marriage got off the ground, once she drinks that mesota, the mesota is going to determine her guilt or her uh, or her innocence. And the Gemara uh, over here uh, then goes ahead, and uh, as the Gemara comes to uh, as the Gemara comes to a conclusion, so the Gemara. Um, and Zoff. 
at the bottom of Daf Nunches Ahmed Beis, and uh, the Gemara uh, goes into the discussion about Lo Nichleku Ela Shenasan Laget, where uh, there's a machlokes in the case where one brother gave uh, a Yevama a get, and uh, Rabbi Yochanan uh, comes along, and Rabbi Yochanan says that um, that she can still eat truma. And uh, with a very lengthy limud, um, Rabbi Yochanan proves that she's not going to be disqualified. This original woman is not going to be disqualified from eating truma, whereas Reish Lakish says that she would be disqualified from eating truma uh, because... Um, because there was some sort of leniency when it came to Kedushin, which uh, allows her to go ahead and to eat truma, but a get which can't empower a wife uh, to to uh, to continue to eat uh, the the truma, so that's going to disqualify her from uh, from eating truma. Again, a very complicated case over here at the end of Daf Nun Ches Amud Beis with regards to uh, a Yavama eating truma, and uh, that closes out one of the uh, the more challenging, difficult Daf uh, here in the middle of Mesef. Where we spoke all about the concept of chuppah, going into the concept of a shomeris yavam, what a shomeris yavam is, at what point uh, in the full marriage process is a uh, is a woman not going to be allowed to eat truma um, and is has her relationship severed from a previous uh, from a previous relationship uh, and uh, throughout this entire uh, throughout this entire daf we uh, we spell out many of these complicated ideas within the crux uh, of Meseches Yivamos, so that is Meseches Yivamos Daf Nun Ches.